Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world. to see everyone's smiling faces. Who is ready for the Christmas season? Sing us with me.
this morning. Love is love. 
So I was in my office Friday, um, I was in my office Friday, and I was studying, and I got a phone call. Actually, I got a text message, Thaddeus texted me, and he said, man, can you talk a minute? And I said, sure. And so he calls me, and he says, I'm reading through the Gospel of John, and I realize I need to be baptized. I was like, that's cool, man. When do you want to do it? He's like, I'd like to do it this weekend. I'm like, we can do. So I love it uh, when somebody's ready to get baptized. I had the privilege of marrying Thaddeus and his wife, Elise, uh, back in October. Great young couple. And so he's coming today wanting to go forward in baptism. Go ahead and take a step in there. And so we celebrate that with him today. And I think we're going to do another one next week. And we're going to do another one the week after that. And so, hey, get in line. If you want to get baptized, um, we would love to be able to do that, so just let us know. So Thaddeus, I asked you earlier, <clears throat> have you placed your faith in Christ? Yes. And are you wanting to follow him as a disciple? Yes, I do. Okay. Because of your public profession of faith in him and obedience to the command of our Lord and Savior, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in his death. Raised to walk with him in a new life. Thank you. define us. Some are descriptions. Some are titles. 
the reason for so many names is that the Bible is meant to reveal who God is. To show us what He is like and teach us what He has done. But the name which is above every name is the name of Jesus. I want to ask you to open your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2 this morning. Philippians chapter 2, the title of the message is Name Above All Other Names. And as we enter this Christmas season, I can't help but always be drawn to the many titles, the many names of Christ Jesus. And I thought about, you know, if we did a sermon series just on the names and the titles of Jesus, we could spend a whole year on those. And so we're not going to do that, uh, but today we're going to focus on the name that's above every other name, the name Jesus. Can we just celebrate that this morning, Jesus, as we get close to the Christmas season? When it comes to the names, you can, yeah, amen, you can celebrate him. <clears throat> Did I tell you to turn to Philippians? Good, because I went to Peter. That's probably not the same spot. All right. So I was thinking about names and how we come about our names, you know, uh, when we're parents and or before your parents, when you find out you're uh, with child, you get all excited, and you start thinking about what you're going to name your little bundle of joy. <clears throat> and so you spend all this time looking through what are the most popular names or, you know, get, just getting these ideas, these books. Before the Internet, you look through these books, baby names, and then the Internet, you're looking through all these different names, trying to find the perfect name for your kid. I remember when we first uh, got pregnant, we were talking about, we didn't want to know if it was a boy or a girl, but we chose two names, just in case, you know, we didn't know. And if it was going to be a little girl, we were going to name her Savannah. And then if it's going to be a little boy, we're going to name him Montana. And it was a deep, had a theological deep meaning. Um, he was the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. And I was like, dude, I'm going to name my kid after the best quarterback that ever lived, right? And so uh, Montana, and we'll call him Tanner, right? Because you get Tanner from Montana. So uh, that was his name we chose, and uh, I remember the, the next kids come along, and this is after I get into ministry, and they all get Bible names, so he's the only one with a heretic name, uh, but <clears throat> we love him anyways. So just thinking how cool it is you come about your names and you pick those out, and, and the same thing, everyone in this room has a name uh, that they're called by, a name that they were given when they were born. Your parents um, probably just picked a name that was special to them, or they said, you know what, I'm going to name them after my great-grandma Ruth or whatever, and they just come up with these names, and, and it's special to the parents, but can I just say this, I don't mean no disrespect, but there's not great significance in our, our names, the names that we were given. Um, but there is one name that is of great significance, and it's the name Jesus. And I just want us to focus on that for a few moments this morning as we prepare our hearts. Because listen, the, the hustle and the bustle um, of the Christmas season is upon us, and we can get so distracted, and certain things become so commonplace to us that we just see it, we hear it so much that we almost become numb to it, right? Like the, the first time you held the hand of your girlfriend or your boyfriend and the first time they said, I love you, and it's like it was so special and then it just becomes so commonplace after a while. And I think that sometimes we can lose track of just how special the name Jesus is because we see it everywhere. We hear songs about Jesus. So I just want to pump the brakes this morning and take a few moments just to look at this name that is above every other 
name, as we reflect on the name of Jesus, prepare our hearts um, for the Christmas season. So Philippians chapter 2 speaks of him, and um, I want to just start first off in verse 9. It says, therefore God elevated him, talking about Jesus, God elevated him to the place of highest honor. And gave him the name above all other names. Not just a name, but he gave him the name that is above all other names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We're talking about Jesus, the greatest name. I want to take a look at this name that is above every other name. Three thoughts about this name, Jesus, that is above every other name. The first thing I want us to consider is this name, Jesus, is a special name. Now, it's not special because it was the only person, Jesus was the only person named that. Jesus was a very common name back in his day, so a lot of people might have had the name Jesus. In fact, archaeologists have uncovered uh, like tombs and uh, these Ashura boxes, I think is how you see them, and they come up with a multitude of names of Jesus back in Jesus' day. And so it was a common name, and we in some cultures even hear Jesus or Jesus in the Hispanic culture. In fact, just a fun fact for you, um, Jesus bricked this wall for us. Uh, my son, I called him and he said, hey, Jesus will come over there and brick that for you. I'm like, cool, Jesus is in the house and he's building a brick wall. That's pretty cool, right? So it's just a common name, but the name of Jesus, the Jesus that we celebrate, that we worship is a special name. And it's not special because it's just that name, but it's special because who chose it? The name Jesus is special because it was picked out by God the Father. Now, God the Father has always been in the business of, of doing these things. In fact, I found seven different times in Scripture where he named someone or told them to name their child before they were born. Five times in the Old Testament, two times in the New Testament. He told um, Abraham, I, uh, he told Abraham and um, Sarah to name their kid Isaac. He, named, he told Ishmael's mom, uh, Hagar, to name her kid Ishmael. Um, he spoke to David and said that he was going to name his son Solomon, you got Josiah that was a king 32 years before he was born. God said his name's going to be Josiah. He's going to be a king. And then Cyrus, who wasn't even an Israelite, he was the king of Persia. God said 173 years before he was born, there would be a king Cyrus. And he was going to be instrumental in allowing the children of Israel to go back from captivity. They're going to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and the, the temple there. And that's in the Old Testament. And, of course, the New Testament, we're familiar with John the Baptist. You know, there's 400 years of no word from God. 400 years of silence. And God broke that silence by sending the angel Gabriel to this couple, uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth, and saying, hey, you're going to have a son, and you're going to call him John. And so the angel told them to name him John. And, of course, last but certainly not least is Jesus. You know the story, right? The, the narrative there in the Gospels, it says the angel Gabriel comes to this virgin Mary and says, you're highly favored by God. And you're going to conceive when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll give birth to a son, and you will call him, him Jesus. You'll give him the name Jesus. And so Jesus, the name Jesus is special because it is a name that's picked out by God the Father. He could have picked any other name, but he chose the name Jesus for his son. And so it's a special name. When God chooses a name, how many know it's special? Right? They're sitting around talking about child names, and the angel says, you'll name him Jesus. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah, God picked it out, right? So he's special because the Father picked it out. It's also special. It's a, a special name because it points back to the Father. So the name Jesus literally means Jehovah is salvation. 
Don't miss this because sometimes we, we have this image of God who's just like this angry God in heaven with a rubber mallet just waiting for you to screw up, right? And he's going to pound on your head when you mess up. But there's the other side of God that I think sometimes we miss, and it's just the love of God. And the very name Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. God was sending a message to the world, I love you, I've not forsaken you, and I want you to know what I'm like by giving you my son. My son will reveal me to you. And you've heard it said that if you want to know what God is like, just look at the person of Jesus, right? If you truly want to know what God is like, his nature, his character, just look at Jesus because Jesus revealed that to us in the scriptures. We see how he walked with the people. He showed compassion and mercy and love to other people. And we see the revelation of God through the life of Jesus. The name Jesus, Jehovah, is salvation, points back to the Father. It's a special name. Also, it's a name that reveals his purpose. So in the name Jesus, you remember when the angel said in another gospel, he says, you will call him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He's going to save people. Jesus himself said in the gospel of Luke, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. The name Jesus is like he's telling the whole universe in one word, Jesus that the goal was the redemption and the salvation of mankind through Jesus. Jehovah is salvation. It's a special name, church. Jesus, special name. Secondly, it's a spotless name. Now, to every name given on earth, everybody's name has attached to it a list of good and evil. The Bible says that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So can I just make this argument that there's nobody perfect in the room today. So when you bring up your name, when you bring up my name, there's a list that could be attached to the good things we've done and the bad things we've done, right? I mean, in fact, if you go to Mangum, Oklahoma, where I was raised, and you say Shane Neese, I don't want you to know what they might tell you about that guy that lived there then. Because you're going to say, oh, yeah, Shane, he's that guy that did X, Y, and Z. I'm not telling you all what it was, right? But that's what they will do. There's a list of things that I've done in my past that I'm not proud of, but they'll, they'll say of someone else, oh, so-and-so, yeah, they did some really good stuff back then. They did this, this, or that. There's this list that could be attached to every name on the earth of good and evil things, but not Jesus. Jesus is a spotless name in that the only thing that can be attached to Jesus is praise, honor, and worship because there was no sin in Jesus. Amen? He was perfect. He was the spotless lamb of God. In fact, 1 Peter, um, let me read that to you. 1 Peter says in chapter 2 of Jesus, he never sinned. Jesus never sinned, nor ever deceived anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God who always judges fairly. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross. So that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you were healed. You, you hear him saying, this Jesus was, was perfect. He was sinless. There's no negative or evil or, or, or bad things attached to the name Jesus. It's a spotless name. It really is a beautiful name, Jesus. It's a special name. And it's a spotless name. Jesus was completely righteous. And I think when his name is heard, it is to be reverenced through praise and worship. And you talk about Jesus, God's only begotten son who came to this world. He didn't deserve the cross, yet he went to the cross to pay for my sins and for your sins as well. That's a beautiful, beautiful picture of a saving Jesus, right? 
Jesus, the spotless Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And the response to that, when you hear the name Jesus, especially in this Christmas season, shouldn't be just like, oh, yeah, I've heard that. And it's just, you know, Jesus, Jesus. But it's like, Jesus, that's a special name. Jesus is a, is a holy name. It's a spotless name and that there was no sin in him. And our response should be praise and worship to say, you know what, God, you're worthy. Do you know that in Scripture, in the New Testament, it's in the book of Revelation, we, hear a, we see a heavenly scene of worship take place. And I, I think like three different times it's mentioned in there that uh, the, the 24 elders, they bowed. They fell on their faces before God. They bowed before him. And reverence and all this is worthy is the, lamb, is the one that sits on the throne and to the Lamb Worthy, worthy, holy, holy, holy. There's this humility associated with it. Is this in reverence and honor of who Jesus is. On the earth today, we have people that use his name as a byword. Some use his name and, and they're swearing and they just kind of, it's commonplace. But to those of us who place our faith in Jesus, it's a special name, isn't it? And many of us could probably go back in our lives and sometimes when we're going through a, a difficult situation in life and we could be reminded of a time when we just cried out the name Jesus. Or are we just get this heartfelt prayer, God, would you please help me in this situation that I'm in and in Jesus' name. There's power in the name of Jesus. And for those of us who trust in him, that name is so, so precious, right? And so we humble ourselves and we just respect and honor him for who he is. Do you know even the demons respected and reverenced Jesus while he was on the earth? They were always trying to thwart his plans, but even they recognized who he was. And here's the cool thing. The Bible says that at the name of Jesus, that at the name of Jesus, even those people who said he doesn't exist, even those people who've tried to thwart his plans, even those people that are absolute enemies, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess to God. Jesus. It's a powerful name, isn't it? So that should invoke in us this heart of worship and praise to say, Jesus, you are to be honored. Your name is worthy. You're to be praised. And so it is a spotless name. And I would say also that we should follow the example of Jesus. That's what this whole Philippians passage is about. He's saying that we should have the same attitude that Christ had. Let me just go back and read verse 6. It says, or verse 5, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. This is after he told them, don't be selfish, don't try to impress others, be humble. That's something that we could learn in our culture today, humility. He says, be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves, don't look out only for the, your own interest, but take an interest in others too. And he says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. You've heard me say this before, but it's worth repeating again. This passage here is sometimes misquoted to say that Jesus gave up his divinity, and that is not what this is speaking of. Some will say, well, Jesus gave up his divinity. When he was walking on the earth, he was just 100% human, and that's it. The Gospel of John begs to differ. There are many miracles in the Gospel of John that prove and validate that Jesus was divine the entire time he was on the earth. And so what that means is though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He was in heaven with God the Father. That's a pretty good privilege, isn't it? And yet he gave that up to come to the earth and to walk on our dirty streets and, and to just get right in the mix of all the sinful humanity. And he took the sins of everyone and put them on his own shoulders, went to the cross and died a criminal's death. And he was the spotless lamb of God. He didn't deserve that. 
But God's love was so great. He was motivated by that love that he gave his only begotten Jesus, his son, to save us. That's good news, right? So he gave up his divine privileges and he took on the humble position of slave. He said we should follow his example. He says, um, um, and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Notice, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't deserve death. We did. That's the good news of the gospel, that somebody loved us so much that he was willing to pay that penalty, but he had to do it through his son, Jesus. And so, Jesus, what a beautiful name. What a precious name. What a special name he is. Amen? So worthy of our honor, worthy of our worship, worthy of our emulation, looking at Jesus and saying, I want to live like Jesus lived. Amen? How many, how many would agree that we could probably all work on that a little bit? I mean, I've seen some of you. I'm like, that's not Jesus right there. That's flesh. I mean, I'd do that with my own self, but he's worthy. He's worthy of our, our worship, our praise, honor, obedience. Is a special name. It's a spotless name. And lastly, I would say this. It is, and I think the most important part, it's a saving name. The name Jesus. As I mentioned a while ago, the name Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. It is through the name of Jesus and only the name of Jesus that all humanity can be saved. Buddha can't save us. Muhammad can't save us. The almighty government can't save us. In fact, Acts chapter 4 verse 22 says, There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Jesus. It is a saving name. We call on Jesus. We believe the gospel about Jesus, and we are saved, not because of our works, but our trust in what Jesus did on our behalf. That's good news, right? It's a saving name. By its very definition, as I said, Jesus, Jehovah is salvation. It's the name that he chose to reveal to us his plan. So look at the ministry of Jesus, and I mentioned this a minute ago, but verses 5 through 8 in that passage talks about having the same attitude that Jesus had, and Jesus humbled himself, took on the form of a servant, and he came and he died on a cross, a criminal's death. Can you just see him serving all humanity? Because he didn't deserve any of that, but he chose to go through that so that he could make mankind right with God through that sacrifice on the cross and our belief and faith in the gospel, and so he humbled himself and he died in a sinner's place. And so it's a saving name. He came to seek and to save that which is lost. That's his purpose. Are you thankful for Jesus this morning? And then there's the majesty of Jesus. Look at verse 9, the word therefore. When the word therefore is there, you need to know what it's there for. And it's talking about because he humbled himself and he took on the, the position of a slave and he died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God, the Father who gave him this name, God elevated him to a place of highest honor and gave him the name above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, there's power in the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Here's what I think we need to see in this. This carries the sense that these verses are speaking about a man who is alive. How many know Jesus is alive today? Yes, he came and he died on the cross and he was buried and three days later he arose from the grave. He ascended into heaven where he sits at the right hand of the Father and he lives. We serve a risen Savior today. And so this is cool because we don't base our hope and we don't exalt the name of someone who is dead. Right? 
You can go to a grave and you can find a burial place for Muhammad and for Buddha and all these different people, these other religions, but you won't find a tomb where Jesus is at because he lives today. And so for me, I don't base my hope on a dead theology. I base my hope on the living Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He lives, and that is so, so cool to me. There's, Jesus is a beautiful name, isn't it? Like get a, a gift, and I got a, a, I bought a knife a, a few weeks back called the Smart Knife, and I found out real quickly that I wasn't smart enough to operate. It has so many things you can do with it, but I just remember spending a long time just looking at every different angle, what it does, what it has. Oh, that's cool. It's got that. It's got everything else on it. It's just like I was analyzing, and I think that the same way with just Jesus. We get so numb to the things that are going on around us, and for us, it's just an opportunity to stop and look and analyze, if you will, this name Jesus and just how beautiful and how special and how powerful the name of Jesus is. And I think if we do that, it just kind of changes our, maybe our attitude and our heart in this season. Maybe fill us with some joy, fill us with a sense of awe and wonder. You know, like the little kids that used to like, and it's been a long time since I felt that. But I think sometimes it's just good for us to stop and, as I said, pump the brakes and just look at this name that is so special that, that is above every other name and worthy of worship and honor. That should evoke in us this sense of awe and wonder and praise and worship. There's just something special about that name. I was trying to think of all the different songs that were coming to me in my office earlier, but just the different songs about the names of Jesus. One of them is, what a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, our King. Right? No other name than the name of Jesus. No other name. I think a Carrie Job song. One of my favorites, and I wanna, I'm going to ask you to indulge me in this, but it's an old, um, I think Gaithers wrote it, but we used to sing it years ago as a praise chorus, and it would just be nice to hear it again this morning as we reflect on the name Jesus. But join me if you know this song. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Here's the crescendo. Let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away. But there's something about that name. And I feel good. Jesus, no other name. Name above all names. There is something special about his name. The question is, do you know this Jesus? Not about Jesus, but do you know him on a personal level? Have you placed your faith in the gospel? The fact that he died and was buried and raised again on the third day, we just saw a picture of that in baptism. Have you placed your trust in the gospel of Jesus? You've heard me say it. The most important decision you'll ever make in your life is placing your faith in Jesus. Do you know him this morning? Do you know this Jesus, this name above every other name? Secondly, I'd say this, do you know the power that's behind the name Jesus? I've, I've dreamt before, and I think I mentioned this from the pulpit a while back, but 
I've dreamt that I was in like a spiritual battle and you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know what Satan looks like. I mean, we hear all these pictures and stuff, but I was in a spiritual battle and I just remember in my dream saying, in Jesus' name, and he'd be like, oh, and he would back up. And I was like, oh, oh, there's power in the Jesus' name. Jesus' name. And he just kept backing off. And having you've experienced in your life is like, there's just power in the name of Jesus. It brings comfort when we need it, right? It brings us peace. There's just power in the name of Jesus. And I would hope that just during this Christmas season that we could stop and reflect and admire and be moved by God's only begotten son that he loved us so much that he was willing to send him here to redeem us and to put us in a right relationship with him. And this is the most important thing that we do is just respond to his gift of Jesus, trust in him for salvation. There's something about that name. No greater name, the name of Jesus. I'm pray. Father, I thank you for just the opportunities to just look into your word and slow down a little bit and see the beauty in, Lord, your great plan and how you chose for us an only begotten son, a name that was so special because you chose it. And Lord, this, this name above every other name and that Jesus lived a spotless, sinless life and, and it should be so special to us. And how it's a saving name that is by the name of Jesus and only Jesus that we are saved. There's no other name given under heaven. Father, we thank you for that. We thank you that you loved us enough that you made a way and his name is Jesus. My hope would be, Lord, that we would not just allow Christmas to pass us by this year as commonplace, but we would stop and, as I said, pump the brakes and just look at how amazing your gift of Jesus is to us and to all humanity and that we would respond to that. There may be people here today that have never placed their faith in you, and I pray that today they would just see your love for them and the gift of Jesus, and they would just simply unwrap the gift on a personal level where they would say, Jesus, I trust you to be my Lord and my Savior. Father, for those that have been walking with you for years, that today they would just have a deeper sense of awe and wonder and admiration for you and what you've done for us through Jesus and that we would just be in our spirits lifted up every time we mention his name, every time we hear his name or see his name, that we would really realize it is a name that is above, above every other name. Lord, it's in Jesus' name that we, we want to live our lives in a way that honor you, honor him, and uh, one day to just to, to be able to stand face to face with the one that made all this possible, God, is just a a humbling thing. And so, Father, in the meantime, I pray that we would love our lives worthy of the calling that you've called us to. We thank you for Jesus. And, Father, we ask that you would uh, just be with those during this season as we prepare for Christmas. For some, it's a very difficult season. But God, I pray that we can look beyond the difficulties and maybe the frustrations of Christmas's past or broken families or hardships and heartaches. And, Lord, that we can look beyond that and see the grand plan that you had for mankind and that we could just... Focus on that this year. And I, and I pray as a result that it would just put a, a, a spring in our step or bring joy to our hearts and, and help us to just live uh, like we belong to you. Because we do. But help our attitudes to reflect that, that we belong to you. And there's no greater name than the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we, we thank you. And we ask that you would be uh, with us as we go from this place today. And, Lord, we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.